When I was traveling across the state of Nevada in the US, I came across a rather bizarre site. It was called Renaissance Village, located in Eli, which is the largest city of White Pine County in Nevada. Eli grew after it became a Pony Express stagecoach station and after precious metals such as gold, silver, copper and lead ores were discovered there. This, in turn, has led to the mining boom that redefined the character of this place and surrounding it the Great Basin area in the first decades of the 20th century. Very soon, however, I understood that the word Renaissance was deployed here rather liberally and connoted only one side of the story. Nobody asked whose renaissance they had in mind. I felt that it was applied in the wrong way and that the rebirth and flourishing for some communities could mean eradication for others. When I arrived at the site proudly named Eli Renaissance Village, I saw several wooden buildings, the so-called shotgun houses, with front porches and a few wooden barns, all situated opposite or next to each other, so that they would resemble a layout of an early 20th century settlement. Some of the buildings were said to be original settlers' and miners' houses, preserved and staged to represent different ethnic groups and nationalities who supposedly settled in Eli to extract its precious mineral resources. The wooden houses were organized to represent many European and some Asian nations – Germany, France, Italy, Greece, Slovakia, Japan and China – the interiors of these houses look to me like typical ethnic museums, with accumulated objects carefully arranged, each representing and symbolizing a different region or country. More than in the artifacts displayed there, I became increasingly fascinated with how cultures, nationalities and histories became juxtaposed next to one another and meticulously staged for visitors, elaborated down to the smallest detail they would leave no space for imagination or doubt. Every piece of space was obsessively filled with objects that in the absence of people would have to speak louder about their lives that were presumably once lived here. It was precisely this proximity, abundance and density of objects that freaked me out there. I could sense that the gesture of rampant collecting, accumulating really, was never truly satisfied here. On my skin, I strongly felt here a greedy and obsessive appetite to compulsively collect and hoard objects, as if these beautiful and skillfully constructed things could make up for all the horrible things that had happened here with the arrival of the settlers and miners. All in vain, contrary, it was exactly that accumulating urge that betrayed the painful past of this place, marked by exploitation, vicious settler colonialism and the suffering of the natives to this land's Shoshone tribes. This land was well known as their gathering location, and they struggled here the most, being forcefully relocated because the occupiers started building their permanent houses here as their copper mining industry grew. People who were native to this land lost access to the territory they for centuries considered sacred where they gathered, hunted and migrated. After that, the world became divided for them into a reservation and a non-reservation world. How odd that their presence and past on this territory were left unacknowledged, undocumented, erased from collective memory here in the center of Eli to the passing tourist like me. 
Instead, the reconstructed presence of settlers from Europe and Asia was being remembered and celebrated as part of the national heritage that defined this place's identity. If anything, perhaps this place should have been given another name. Perhaps annihilation instead of renaissance would fit much better. I left this place with a bitter feeling in my mouth, but grateful for the lesson in erasure and denial. 